Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. I always like to start with something interesting. And this is a little lesson about how to use a certain word from the tech world. Well, I don't know if it's really the tech world as much as the gaming world in a sentence. So say there's someone in your life, they're not pulling his or her share. They're kind of a dud, or maybe they're just not that bright, or dare I say, a loser. That's right. But instead of saying all that, you would just now say, wow, that person is an NPC. Yes, there's no need to add an adjective like that person is a total NPC. You just say NPC. Uh, and in case you're wondering what NPC stands for, it comes from video gaming. It's called a non-player character. And this is any character in the game that is not controlled by a player. You've seen them. Like maybe they're just folks that are just walking down the street. Those are NPCs. They're not doing a thing. You see, sometimes good things really do come from video games. And now many games have this beautiful orchestral music scores. But maybe the critics are right. Maybe there's just way too much violins in video games. <laughs> yes. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to yet another fantastic hour of the Kim Commando Show. It's your most trusted source about all things digital, and it's the largest show about all things digital. You can find us on over 425 top stations throughout the United States. And then, of course, we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for Commando. And you can find us streaming as a webcast, as a podcast, commercial-free, all three hours. You get tons of archives, too, over at getkim.com. And also brand new, Monday through Friday, you can get Kim Commando Today. So wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Kim Commando Today. And a special thank you goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in 175 countries and 200 ships at sea. I just love that. Get the Kim Commando Show. Actually had the opportunity to tour a Coast Guard vessel this past week. Really, really phenomenal. Those guys and gals, what they're doing there. All right, let's start with five things that you need to know about tech. It's happening right now, and I comb through all the headlines to just narrow it down to these top five stories. And we're going to start with going back in time to December 7th, 2020. That was the day that the FCC awarded Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, $900 million in federal subsidies so that this way we could give internet access to everybody who lives in the rural communities throughout the United States, and he would be doing this with his Starlink internet service. Okay, Starlink is just doing a fabulous job getting internet access all throughout the United States and really around the world. They're using it big time in the Ukraine right now. And there are approximately 2,200 Starlink satellites in orbit providing this internet access. And as long as you have a view of the night sky, you can get Starlink. It's 600 bucks for the equipment, about $110 a month. Now, the reason why I bring this all up is that the Biden administration announced they're going to be giving $400 million to get high-speed internet access using fiber lines into rural communities that will reach, are you ready for this, 31,000 families. Okay. So we have roughly spent, that we know of, $1.2 billion to bring internet service to 31,000 families that live in rural communities. It works out to be $42,000 per family. They can all use Starlink. Why are we giving them $400 million for fiber lines? Okay, if they don't already have Starlink by the time they put it in the fiber lines, the Starlink will be there. 
We've already given them the money. Ugh. And you thought the government spent too much money on toilets. <laughs> this is your tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen. Talk about NPCs. Wow. All right, number two on our list. Oh, Joe, give me some credit. Okay, I think that Joe Rogan must listen to my radio show because it was back on June 30th, a full month ago, that I told all of you that if TikTok is on your smartphone, you need to remove it. Let me review the facts with you. FCC Commissioner Brandon Carr, he was actually the guy who came out and said, hey, Google, hey, Apple, we need you to remove TikTok from your app stores. Now, you have to know that TikTok is the most popular app among teens and 20-somethings. And it's not just simply an app for sharing funny videos or life hacks. TikTok is actually a sophisticated surveillance tool to harvest all your data. It's owned by a Beijing company by the name of ByteDance, which is required by Chinese law to comply with the communist uh, surveillance demands. And so really what this all means, bottom lining it, is that China is getting your entire search history, your browsing history, uh, your, your phone's ID, your facial ID, your voice print, your text messages, your locations, your photos, your videos, anything that you type in your phone, basically it's being sent to China. And the software has circumvented all attempts to block its collection methods and no other popular software is spying like this, not even Facebook. So, Joe, next time you issue a warning that I did like 30 days ago, rather, just call me. I'm so happy to come on your podcast and talk about it with everyone who listens to you. It'd actually be an honor to do that. I think we're both in the National Radio Hall of Fame. And if you happen to be a Joe Rogan fan, why don't you reach out and tell him, hey, have Kim Commando on your show. Uh, number three in our list of five things, if you can't buy them, let's copy them. With everybody talking about TikTok, Facebook is feeling really old. It's still huge. Three billion folks log in every single month, and that does not include Instagram. So Facebook is starting to make some changes and make it easier for you to control what's in your feed, get posts from people who you actually care about. And now Instagram is starting to add a lot more stories that they are calling reels. And they're pushing these out to your feeds because Instagram says, hey, you know, we're just not like this photo posting platform anymore. We want to become like your source for all things video, too. So now we have some big time celebrities uh, that other Kim, not me, not Kim Commando, I'm talking about Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner. They have these massive Instagram followings. They posted a note to say that this is what they said. Make Instagram, Instagram again and stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. Okay. It's all about the money train. Okay. It's not so much that they want to see cute photos of their friends because they really don't really do that. These are big businesses. You don't get to be a major influencer like Kim Kardashian or Kylie Jenner without a whole bunch of lawyers and managers and business development types and everybody else around you. But bottom line is look for some changes in your Facebook and Instagram feeds as Mark Zuckerberg wants us all to just follow him into the metaverse. And I have a quick question for you. What do you think Mark Zuckerberg's favorite game to play was when he was a child? What was his favorite childhood game? I Spy. That's what it was. Thank you. And number four on our list is only DJs should use Wiki, Wiki, Wikipedia. That's right. Wikipedia calls itself the Internet's official encyclopedia, and that's all well and good. But can you really trust what you read there? The problem is, is that anybody, anybody can edit a Wikipedia entry at any single time. And so, like, for example, in an article called List of Serial Killers by the Number of Victims, there was actually a big note at the top that said, this list is incomplete. Please do not try to expand the list by killing people. Nice. Under Charlie Sheen, there was an entry that said, Charlie Sheen is half man and half cocaine. Okay. 
This is all in the Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, the Batman entry was the funniest one ever. Somebody actually edited the Wikipedia entry for Batman and put it at the top. No, 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 Batman. So, yes. So that was good. And the reason why I bring this up is that many colleges and universities, public, private schools, they prohibit the kids from using Wikipedia as a source for research papers and essays and assignments. Because once again, as I said, anybody can edit a Wikipedia entry. Anybody. Which leads me to this really interesting study that I found where MIT discovered that Wikipedia is influencing legal decisions of judges when there are articles covering relevant cases. Okay. They found that when there was a Wikipedia page about a similar case, judges were citing these pages 20% of the time in their rulings. 20% of the time the judges said, well, in Wikipedia, I, I saw a case that actually said, oh, yeah, this. Okay. Even 1% is too much because the Wikipedia article could have a lot of inaccurate facts. There's also the possibility of malicious actors putting up bogus Wikipedia pages to skew a trial's outcome. But here are two more Wikipedia articles that were just hilarious. Okay. Under Muppet Babies, the movie and the show, somebody put this in. The show portrays zombie versions of the Muppets living together in a nursery under the care of a woman called Nanny who unleashes them out on an unwitting public to devour their flesh. Okay. And how about this one? A lunar eclipse. Now, think about everything you know about a lunar eclipse. Now, this is in Wikipedia. They call it the official internet encyclopedia. This is how they define a lunar eclipse. A lunar eclipse is when the moon turns black and explodes, releasing a poisonous gas, killing all of humanity. <laughs> ah, crazy kids. All right, finally, coming in at number five, this case is not closed, right? The debate has been going on since the beginning of the pandemic. Is it really truly necessary to put a case on your phone? I mean, do you put a case on your phone so that it looks better or do you want to protect it from when you drop it? Because let's face it, replacing that glass in the beginning was a very, very expensive and the glass wasn't as good as it is right now. So to help solve this debate, Apple is releasing a new ad. You have to picture this. An iPhone 13 is just lying on the table. The phone rings and as it does, it vibrates. And as the phone's vibrating, it begins to move. And so the phone's ringing and vibrating, and then it's moving closer and closer and closer to the edge of the table until you just know what's going to happen. The phone falls to the ground, but in a surprise twist, when it's on the ground, the phone is still vibrating and ringing. Now, this subtlety tells all of us that despite not having a case on an iPhone 13, the phone is still fully operational. So Apple is telling us that cases are a complete waste of money. I mean, have you ever seen Tom Cook? or any other Apple executive in one of their big-time conventions and product announcements ever having a case on their phone? Absolutely not. No, with a big capital N. But I have to tell you, I really do believe, I mean, I like a case on my iPhone. I, and I really do think that it it helped my case and my phone, rather, from shattering all that glass. I mean, I mean talk about having a best-case scenario. All right, coming up, we have how to use your phone or tablet as your television's remote control to get all that clutter off the coffee table. We've got a couple of apps that will help you digitize your physical photos. And then we're going to talk about the best free Windows and Mac security downloads for your computer and how to get more disk space. And I have a, an ad scam warning to tell you about. And of course, we have all of your phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show.
Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're just a little too shy to come on a national radio show and a big-time podcast, I still would love to hear from you. You can drop me your question. Just head over to the website. That's commando with a K, of course, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. And I read every single note that you send me. Again, that's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Coming up in just a few moments, how to use your TV Uh, how to get rid of that TV remote control, use your phone or tablet rather. And how about we start with Aileen in Johns Creek, Georgia. Hello there, Aileen. Hi, Kim. Well, I sent a message to you a couple weeks ago. I I do a lot of reading and it just amazes me that some of these books have so many misspelled errors and grammar. and And I think to myself, how does it how do they ever get published with these? I mean, some are bad and some are not so bad. So I thought I would sit at my computer and see if I could do proofreading from home. Oh, nice. And I Googled it and I got a lot of different websites to choose from. And I'm thinking, oh man, you know, what do I, which one do I choose? What's legitimate? So I thought of you. I thought, you know, I bet Ken Commando could help me. <laughs> Well, you did. You came to the right place of the lead. Because, all right, so you want to be a professional proofreader, which I think is really fabulous. You've got a couple of ways to do this. Is that there's a website called Upwork. I don't know if you've ever checked it out, but it's where if you have a certain mm-hmm. skill, is that you say you put your picture up and you say you're gonna you're a proofreader where you're located. And then you mm-hmm. can say, hey, let's work together to put your best foot forward. And I'm a professional proofreader and I charge anywhere – the going rate for a proofreader is anywhere between like $35 an hour to 45 or maybe even $50 an hour if you've got a lot of credentials, like you've done this for major book publications and things like that. Um, there's also mm-hmm. full-time jobs as proofreaders, believe it or not. I, if you go over to LinkedIn job, LinkedIn.com slash jobs, is that that's where you'll find that you could be a professional proofreader, copy editor. Um, just know that this is truly a full-time job. So it's not like, well, mm-hmm. I just want to work when I want to work and when I'm not going out in my garden. Right. No, that's not really going to work. Yeah, and, and I'm retired, so I don't want full-time. <laughs> no, you don't want that. But the retired, you know, but but it's interesting that you can do this. And what I like about LinkedIn Jobs is that if you ever, you know, are looking for a full-time gig, you want to come out of retirement, is that it tells you, like, what mm-hmm. other qualifications people have had when they are applying mm-hmm. for these jobs. But but you're going to need to work with like some metric pl- platforms and all kinds of things like that. So bottom line here is that what we're going to do right. is we're going to, you're going to, you're going to head over to Upwork.com and uh, it's a fabulous website. And by the way, just to let everybody know, it's, they're not a sponsor to show anything like that. Uh, I just think it's a really great site. And with Upwork, you can list your qualifications. And then when people want jobs or want proofreaders, they know to go there and then, you know, heck, maybe they're going to hire you. And then you'll be able to start getting some great reviews and then get some momentum and things like that. So you might want to start out at like $30 an hour. And then as you start getting more uh, cred on the site and some more experiences that maybe you can up that. Thank you so much for your call today, Aileen. Uh, Let's talk about using your phone or your tablet as a remote control. It makes perfect sense. Uh, Smart TVs like LG, Sony, Samsung, others, they are free apps that work with your TVs. And Google's TV remote works with Android-based TVs. Apple's TV app works with Apple TVs and Roku and the rest, they have apps too. So if you're sitting there and you're saying like, I'm tired of all these different remotes, 
Start looking at some apps to take over all that stuff. Hey, stay right where you are. We have a lot of things coming up, including some free Mac and Windows downloads you don't want to miss. All right, coming up in just a few moments, I have the best free Windows and Mac security downloads for your computer. Oh, this is just a fantastic list. Uh, and then we're going to talk about how you can get more disk space back, whether you're using Windows or Mac. And then later on, oh, there's a new ad scam warning I need to tell you about. And before we get to all of your phone calls, go back to your great phone calls, rather. Uh, if you have some old photos laying around and you want to digitize them and bring them into today's century, um, there's an app that I need to talk about. Actually, two apps. One is Google's Photo Scan. It's free for iOS and Android. You've heard me talk about it a few times. But what I like about it is that it scans your photos multiple times and stitches all the images together. It removes glare, improves the quality of the final image. And it works on matte, gloss prints, even photos inside your albums, outside your albums, in photo frames. It's really great. And then Microsoft Lens. You know, we don't talk very much about that, but this is actually a good product as well. It's more of a business-oriented scanning app, and it's actually free, but it works with documents, whiteboards, business cards, receipts, menus, signs, handwritten memos, anything else containing text that you want to import into your PC, phone, whatever. Uh, it certainly beats typing everything by hand. It also works with photos and will automatically correct things like shadows and some odd angles. We have links to both of these over at the website. Just search for... Uh, the title of the post is Apps That Digitize Your Physical Photos and Negatives. And let's see, back to the phones we go with Brad in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hi there, Brad. How are you? I'm fantastic. What's going on and how can I lend a hand to you? Well, I'm going to be taking a trip to Australia in October. And I run my business through a cell phone. So I'm trying to figure out how I can take calls while I'm in Australia and, and make my cell phone work, U.S. Cellular doesn't seem to have much to offer as far as a solution. I see. Um, so you're using U.S. Cellular. What kind of phone do you have? It's an Android uh, Galaxy S20 FE. Okay. All right. Uh, there's a couple of things you can do. Um What's really great, but your phone doesn't offer it, womp womp, is that if you could use what's called an eSIM card. And so a lot of today's newer phones, like if you had a newer Pixel, a newer Samsung Galaxy, a higher model Galaxy, rather, uh, an iPhone, mm -hmm. anything from SE forward, is that you can get what's called an eSIM card. It's like a, an electronic SIM card. So your phone, you can make your phone think that it was in Australia. And so you be using, you know, their lines and their data. But that's not really what would I think would be even the best solution, even though it, it doesn't work. If I was running my business off of my phone and I was going to be in Australia, how long are you going to be there? About three weeks. Okay, that's a long time. Um, what I would do is I would set up uh, a Google Voice account. And with a Google Voice account, you would get you're going to get a whole you can get a you get a different number, and then with the Google Voice account, you could have all of your customer you could forward your existing phone number to the Google Voice account, and then when you're in Australia you're on Wi-Fi, is that you could use that Google Voice number to make outgoing phone calls. There is a little bit of charge for international calls, but what I like about Google Voice, especially there's a huge time difference between Australia. And Cedar Rapids, right? And right, so yes. 
so you don't want to be getting phone calls when it's, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon in Cedar Rapids and it's two o'clock in the morning in Australia or vice versa. So with Google Voice, when, when a customer would call you on that Google Voice number or your phone's being forwarded to that, is that you can, uh, they can, you can say, hey, you know, I'm in Australia or, you know, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And, but that voicemail is going to be, uh, is automatically going to be translated and sent to your email. You could also set up different type of prompts for your business. So press one to, uh, you know, to check on your invoices, check to, you know, whatever. I don't know what your business is, but you could set up some type of phone tree that may lessen the amount of time that you actually have to be on the phone. And then you can, like, like I said, you can listen to the voicemails, you can respond to the voicemails, uh, and even get, you can get text messages that way. You know, and that barring that, if you don't want to go through all that hassle, then you need to buy a phone or get a phone that will allow you to put in a different SIM card or use an eSIM number. And we have a great tip that we just wrote all about this, Brad, that will walk you through step-by-step uh, -step detail. Like the three networks in Australia, I think it's like Telstra, uh, Optus, and Vodafone are the ones that are really big there. But how you can how you can use your existing number. Uh, it's unfortunate that U.S. Cellular, I know, it's probably the only company, in this, well, I'm sure there are a few others here in the United States, cellular companies that don't allow you to really have a good international plan. Um, I mean, I think the U.S. Cellular, it's like, I don't know, I think they give you 30 minutes and 30 days or something like that, which is just unreasonable if you're going to be vacationing even or just running your business is kind of nutso on that. So anyway, we just recently posted a whole tip about how you can take your number with you, like the different options that I just mentioned as far as SIM versus SIM card, how you can buy the SIM cards, how you use them with the eSIM card. It's just basically you take a picture of a QR code and it's totally there. With a SIM card, you actually have to have a physical card. Where do you buy these cards? How do you charge them up if you run out? Most of the time you're going to do it inside of a convenience store or supermarket or something like that, or even just like they still have newspaper stands in some places. So anyway, I'm going to post this tip um, in our... Uh, Q&A forum over inside the Commando community. And then, Brad, we're going to send you that tip directly. So make sure that we get Brad's email address. All right. Every once in a while, I have to tell you, we do a digital privacy tip that I'd say is ah, primo. Probably one of the best ones we've done in a long time is coming at you right now. I'm talking about the best free Windows, Mac, and security downloads for your computer. So, like, for example, number one on our list is you can stop unwanted devices on your network with something called Angry IP Scanner. It tracks everything, scans your network for IP addresses and what's uh, connected to your network. It's useful for troubleshooting like some tech issues with your network and catching hackers because it pinpoints these unknown or suspicious devices on your network. Number two in our list is a free firewall that detects malware from people that are trying to access your computer from before, afar. It's called GlassWire. If you have a Mac, we're going to point you in the direction of net data. Uh, number three, oh, this is fabulous, especially for those of you who are trying to help your folks, your grandparents with their computer issues, and you're like, uh, it's so frustrating to try to do over the phone or even FaceTime. What you need is remote access software that lets you connect to any PC. And that's when we recommend TeamViewer. Number four on our list, let's say you need to send a whole bunch of personal documents over email. You're just not going to attach them to an email. Please, please, you're smarter than that. You want to use something called 7-Zip, and it will compress all the important files to, into an encrypted folder that you protect with a password. 
Uh, number five on our list is let's say you go to a website and it's not secure. Well, that means your data could be seen by anyone. And so that's where you want to use a browser extension that will switch sites that aren't secure to sites that are secure. And that's HTTPS everywhere. Uh, next on our list is GhostPress. This is an anti-key logging software that will stop malicious software from capturing everything that you press on your keyboard. So as you can see, each one of these downloads, fantastic, valuable, you're going to use time and time again. So I know you're sitting there saying, hey, how do I get these? Well, silly goose, you go over to the website, of course. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Then there's a link that says Kim Show. Just click that, and we put all those handy-dandy links right there for you. So this way you don't have to waste time scanning the website. Uh, coming up in just a few moments, we have more of your phone calls. We're going to talk about how you can get more disk space back on your Mac. And also, there's a malware campaign I have to tell you more about here on the Kim Commando Show. Uh, hey, if you haven't already gotten your free Windows or Mac guide, what are you waiting for? Do it right now. It's our special thank you. As a listener here to the Kim Commando Show, just head over to commando.com slash free guides. And we're going to help you take your tech know-how to the next level. We've got some search tricks, keyboard shortcuts, uh, some quick photo editing tips without downloading any extra programs, messaging shortcuts, and some even more, some more free downloads for your Windows or Mac. So again, that's commando.com slash free guides, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com slash free guides. Uh, let's see. Speaking of your Windows or Mac, before we go back to your phone calls, have you ever wondered where all the storage space has gone on your Windows PC or Mac? What happened to all of it? Well, here's a pro secret that will show you. First, let's talk a little bit about managing disk space in Windows. You're going to be clicking on settings and then system and storage, and then you see how much space you have left. Now, here's a pro tip. Click show more categories. Yes, that's where the magic happens. You get a detailed report, and then they have something called storage sense on your Windows. This lets the operating system automatically free up space by deleting unnecessary files. Now, if you're on a Mac, you're like, Kim, what about us? Well, from the Apple menu in the corner of the screen, choose about this Mac. Then you're going to have storage. You get several categories. But here's where the magic sauce is. Manage. Click that and you have an option called reduce clutter. Uh, yes, you're going to love that. That's where you're going to find files that can be deleted. And like magic, you have more space for your photos, your videos, and games without having to, you know, actually go out and buy a new hard drive. Uh, Patrick in Atlanta, Georgia. Hello there, Patrick. Hello. Um, Kim, I've got a, a Dell computer that I had uh, given to my, uh, my dad, and he had, it was every other week, he was asking me to come over and make it run faster or something. And he finally got on with the Geek Squad and um, Anyway, they couldn't fix it, and I, I just got on there, and then I Googled, and I found a utility that um, that Dell has, and it says uh, the hard drive is bad. Uh, and then they bum, gave me a code, bum, bum, and, you know, came up and gave, gave, me, gave me a price, uh, and I've never changed out a hard drive. I don't think it's all that difficult, but I don't know. I'm paranoid about losing a file that I'll probably never, I don't even know I have it, but I, you know, so when I take that hard drive out and I put the new hard drive in, do I just shelve that or, or what comes on that new hard drive and do I have to buy a Dell or can I buy a generic, uh, uh, well, you know, 
you, you can, yeah, I mean, you don't have to buy a Dell drive. You can buy a generic drive. I mean, that's that's not a big deal. But you, you know, there are certain things, some certain benchmarks that we're going to want to make sure, as far as the RPMs, and you're going to have if I mean if it's an older hard drive, um, but also some of the other specs that that should be there. It's probably going to house probably what a, a two and a half inch SSD, right? Uh, and but if you go to Dell's website and if you look up the serial number. On their website, it'll tell you what type of hard drive that it actually has. But you're right. You do actually – I mean, if you can clone the drive so you don't lose anything, that's and it's really not that hard to do. Um, you can clone the current disk. Just use a, a certain cable, a USB to SATA cable. Um, they're relatively inexpensive. And then there's there are some free programs. Uh, John, our IT genius, he always recommends Macrium Reflect or he says for the brave Clonezilla. <laughs> <laughs> and so let me do this. Let me give you a couple of links and let me find a video tutorial for you, okay, Patrick, about uh, how to replace okay. the hard drive. And so this way you can see it actually happen step by step. And inside our Commando community. So if you go to commando.com slash community, on the left-hand side, there's a button that says Q&A forum. And we haven't really been talking about this too much, but if you have like a technical question like this, Patrick – that is kind of hard to go over on a national radio show, big time podcast, is that inside the Commando community is that's where we can help you with these step-by-step instructions and give you some links to some video tutorials. Uh, and it's absolutely free. So you can try it out for free. Uh, you can use it for free, I think for up to 90 days. And so if you have any like really like techie questions like this that do require a lot of step-by-step and, and walking you through some of the processes, I certainly always want to help you. And I can do it inside the Commando community. And right now, as I mentioned, it's free. So, Patrick, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post some links for you, some video tutorials, and they will be inside the Commando community. So how do you get there? Commando.com slash community. And the Q&A forum will be on the left-hand side. Trust me, Patrick, you can do this. But you might want to think about getting your dad like a, an iPad or a tablet. If he doesn't really need a computer, it just makes life a lot easier for you and for him and, and for anybody who's trying to support it because it's just sometimes it can be a little rough. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for your call. Bruce in Reno, Nevada. Hi there, Bruce. Hello, Kim. Uh, I listen to your show a lot, and I have to say we're all so blessed to have you to answer our questions. I come from uh, the age of mapping hard drives. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) It's it's really nice to have you. (laughs) Well, thank you. I know. I was just trying to explain this to to Patrick about hard drives. It's funny you should say that. Well, thank you. Um, So how can I lend a hand? Well, um, I've got a website that I no longer use, and I wanted to get some recommendations on the best way to sell it. Okay. Um, well, you know, there are different ways that you can sell a domain. And what you can first do is go to a website. It's called NameBio, and that's NameBio. And it'll give you some idea mm-hmm. of what that, what that name may be worth. Now, keep in mind, it's kind of like saying, how much is a painting worth, right? It's, it's a lot of it is up to what the person sees and what the value is. And, uh, and, but a lot of these, um, these analyzers, Bruce, that say like how much a domain is worth, it's really looking at how many, how many pointers is coming into it and how much traffic it generates, okay? Uh, we use a company called uh, AfterNIC, and that's afternic.com, AfterNIC. And basically you're going to give them your domain and they're going to put it through all the resellers 
because you don't want to get really in the domain name selling business because it can get kind of complicated and it's definitely worth the fees that they charge. It's very nominal. And so you're going to sign up with this service and tell them, and you can give them a baseline. Like I want to get at least X, Y, or Z, but, but you can come between these prices. So that's why it's a good idea for you to get a feel for how much the domain name is worth. And then, and then contact after Nick and that's after NIC.com. Uh, and then just let them go ahead and do it. Now, keep in mind, Really, the big domain names, um, if they don't have numbers, they're worth more. If it's a couple, if it's one word, it's worth more. If it's worth, if it's two words, it's worth more than that. It's not worth as much, rather. And a lot of these big domain name sales, they they aren't really going like they used to in the past. But um, check it out if you have any questions afterwards, Bruce, and let us know how much you get. I'm so excited for you. I mean, maybe you got like ten million dollars sitting right there on a domain, and you're ready to turn it over. Thank you so much for your call. Probably the worst thing you can do is go to Google and start searching for tech support numbers because then I'm telling you, you're going to end up at a bad place. If you need tech support numbers, we have them listed. The popular ones over on the website at commando.com. Hey, stay right where you are. We have another jam-packed, fun-filled hour of the Kim Commando Show that you never want to miss here on the Westar Multimedia Network. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.